Let's go to our next topic at 12 minutes past five. The young nurses in Darba Trade Union are calling for ESCOM CEO Andre Director to be fired. They say that ESCOM's inability to provide electricity to some healthcare facilities at all times affects life-saving equipment like ventilators, leading to loss of lives. Many healthcare facilities are still not exempt from load shedding, including clinics that many communities depend on for healthcare. The young nurses in Darba Trade Union says Director should not continue to have a job while he's been unable to keep the lights on. General Secretary Lerato Mtunzi joins us now. Uh, pretty concise in that intro, Lerato. You want him fired because he can't do his job? Look, I think uh, the country where we're at now, there's no time for PC footing or going around executives that cannot deliver on their mandate. He's hired for a job and the job is simple. Make sure that we stay on and we save lives. Uh, for healthcare workers, I think it's most desperate and it's so frustrating when you know you could have saved a life and you Mm. have to watch a person die right in your hands. I think it's this tragedy that we are looking at it's worse than life as it many and unfortunately Mm. we are not reporting on it like we were reporting on COVID on a daily basis to say how many lives are lost Mm. due to the pandemic but with this one it's worse off and I dare you let them report on it. I was going to say, do you have a number, Lerato? Could could you get together and find out exactly how many people have died purely because of load shedding? Look, that's why we are saying the Department of Health under the Ministry of uh, Dr. Joe Prasha must actually prioritize reporting on this. They must collate the numbers. They now have got the expertise. They were doing it for COVID. They must tell us on a daily as a country, as we, we, we reach the stages of stage seven, uh, stage six and so forth, I think we are going to even the ultimate where we're going to stay a whole day without any form of lighting and uh, we can't exempt all facilities. They must tell us, they must report on it. Why is it a different issue as opposed to the pandemic? What is the current state of play? 76 hospitals are exempted from load shedding, but is that not enough? Look, uh, we are talking about 76 is a plan to exempt them from load shedding. Lerato disappeared. Yeah, it seems like Lerato's disappeared. We'll get her back on the line in a moment. General Secretary uh, uh, joining us here as the young nurses in Darbo Trade Union are demanding that Andre Director be fired at the GC, as the GCEO of ESCOM because of his gross incompetence Thank and you. it's costing lives. Sorry, Lerato, we lost you. You were saying 76, 76 hospitals are planned. Look, it's a plan that only about 76 uh, out of 213 hospitals must be exempted. Mm. But the reality on the ground, as we are engaging our members, is that it's not yet affected. So the reality is that with this current load shedding, people continue dying. We know that we've been screaming. We have shortages of staff. We've got lack of material resources. We've got dilapidated infrastructure. I'm not even going to add the issues of this rains that are just, you know, raging havoc within Mm. our facilities. The reality of the matter is that we need every facility, every clinic, every hospital exempted, not in theory, but practicalizing it and putting it into action and also making sure that we put the right people at the helm of of ESCOM and making sure that these people do deliver on the mandate given to them. And if they can't, they must move. Okay, so you're calling for Dorator to be fired. There's also the political aspect as well that you've brought up, Lerato. Uh, but th- there's no clear plan from our political leaders. 
there is no clear plan, especially because all our political leaders are enjoying uh, the the luxury of having medical aids. They're not using uh, public facilities. The clinics and hospitals are used by those who do not have. So it's not a priority. The same way NHI is not a priority to any of the people that are actually enjoying this uh, executive health care where there is UPS backup and uh, generator backup with fuel. Our hospitals, I mean, I'll make an example with Gauteng, mm-hmm. about seven of them do have generator backup, but unfortunately that generator backup does not kick in because we need generator uh, fueling uh, on a constant and it is, we are not able to provide medicine where will we get money for generator because we know of the alarming corruption and looting that is happening. Yeah, we've heard that uh, there's no more money for diesel. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll paint a very... Uh, disturbing picture for you. The reality of the matter is that on a daily, when we talk about um, a, a, a generator in in our facility, they've got this 22k, 22.5 kVA industrial generators. Mm-hmm. So this one generator will be able to consume in an, in about um, about 81 liters per hour. So in a day, we are looking at around 125 liters. And unfortunately, because it takes a bit of time for it to kick in, and we know the brain can only last for about three minutes for it to survive, most of the people lose. They end up being in a vegetative stage mm. because there was some ventilation. And we are looking at creating, like I said, this thing is worse than life as it many. It shows that we are not looking at reporting on it. And this is serious. Mm. Some must seriously wrong. Take us through a, a day then for a nurse who's looking after a critical patient. There's there's all the machines, they're plugged in. When the power goes out, do those machines just stop working? Absolutely. So basically, if you are on a ventilator or you are on a CPAP or whatever that is um, requiring electricity mm. uh, operation, it means that we, we must go manual. Now, I've said to you, we've got shortages of stuff. Mm. Sometimes one, one, in terms of ratios, one is to 30. But so in, in a ward, so if about 10 of your patients requires oxygen of some sort, and you've got only two hands or three hands to help a bag and store the entire routine, meaning that some patients are not going to necessarily die from a lack of um, oxygenation. They're actually going to die because we did not look after them. We didn't take their vital signs. We didn't make sure that um, we, we look after their intake and output and you name it. So it's, it's actually a ripple effect that is so bad. Mm. Bad in a system that already is not thriving because we are bad at systems, we are bad at planning, and we are bad at resourcing as a country. We're just good at writing things. Okay, you've given three demands. Run through those demands again. You're demanding all hospitals and and clinics exempt from load shedding. Look, even if us as civilians in our homes continue with this nonsense that we are put on by this current executive of of ESCOM, we are saying we have to continue saving lives. We are demanding that hospitals and clinics must be exempted from load shedding as an as an immediate solution of saving lives. Secondly, we are saying we must ensure that these people are not rich. They, they, that they, we get rid of them. I mean, we've gotten rid of people like Ryan Mulefe, Marcella Coco. What is different with this, with this oak? Is it, is it, what is actually happening? What, what is, why is he receiving so much protection mm. from the department? The lastly, we are saying it is unfair that those who are using public health care needs to be subjected to this. So we are saying 
NHI must actually kick in. All of us must be subjected to no power in the hospital and we will realize just how much the lives of those who do not have capital matter. Yeah, you say if MPs were going to uh, private, uh, public hospitals, we'd suddenly see a rapid improvement in the quality of care that's offered at state institutions. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. General Secretary Laratom Tunzi from the Young Nurses in Darba Trade Union. Thanks very much.